0: Welcome to episode eleven seventy-four of The Sleeper in the Bust. It is Friday, May twelfth. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir.
1: Good morning. How you doing?
0: Sleepy. But I'm
1: I'm doing well. How about yourself? It's even yeah. earlier over there. Yeah, I was up late. I was writing, watching Sopranos, uh, you know, oh, doing all the things. Like, oh man, it's it's a mistake because it has been such a great show that like like I probably finished my work last night around, I don't know. Little after midnight or something like that. I stayed up till two. And you can so yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't like turn it off. I'm, like in season three, and I'm just like, oh man, this is good. So so uh, riveting. Great, yeah. great,
0: great show. I just, I think it's Jen's favorite show ever. So it's wonderful. But uh, we got some baseball to talk, and we got things to do on a Friday. So let's dive right into it. Got another big call up. It's like one a week minimum right now. The baseball gods are delivering. The the prospect gods, if you will. Yuri Perez is headed up for Miami. And, you know, I definitely thought he'd come up this year. I wasn't sure it would be this quickly. But they are known for not wasting their guys' bullets. And, you know, they haven't been the exact same front office, you know, forever or anything. But as an organization, they kind of have a philosophy, you know, Jose Fernandez is probably the most recognizable uh, guy for this. Where they were just like, "Damn, Jose Fernandez is going to be up," and he was up and great. But we're talking about a twenty-year-old who has one hundred six innings, one hundred one innings. Excuse me, no, one hundred six. I was right the first time. One hundred six innings at Double A. Brilliant, brilliant numbers last year and this year for Yuri Perez. And here he is coming up. Do you think he's up to stay? And uh, how do you feel about the super impressive prospect, pitching prospect?
1: I mean, I would think he's up to stay. And I don't think you bring a guy up like this straight from double A to... Uh, to spot to just, start. Yeah, to, to like be up for two. I mean, obviously, if he's just truly atrocious and he's, you know, it's clear, he's clearly not ready, maybe he goes back down. But Yeah, yeah, uh, up to stay if, if he can prove it. Not not a spot start is yeah. mostly what I'm saying
0: there. Obviously, if he, if he botches it, he's probably going back to triple A or maybe even straight up double A.
1: But, yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, the number one pitching prospect in baseball, depending on who you're asking, right? And other Some people might put in you know, Brandon Fott there or, uh, you know, a couple other guys. but Gray-
0: Grayson would still qualify. Grayson mm-hmm.
1: Rodriguez. So, but, I mean, he... Yuri Perez, of the guys who have not been called up, I think he is the number one uh, p- yeah. pitching prospect uh, in baseball. He's gonna get $300 bids again this week. Uh, I don't know where people 100%. are gonna find the money, but... I'm sure he's going to go, you know, whatever guys like Tanner Bybee and Logan Allen, Bryce Miller, uh, Miller, uh, Mason Mason Miller, Miller, all those guys went for in your league. You can expect uh, that Uri Press should beat that uh in a lot of places. So I think uh, he'll just
0: be in their in their world. I don't know if he'll beat it because again at some point people have to be running out of money on on that scale. There will be some managers in every league that have some money, but if they still have their money to this point, they probably aren't spending that big on guys. Um or maybe they were waiting for somebody in particular, such as Yuri Perez. But yeah, I'm not gonna make the mistake I made uh with Bryce Miller. Not that I would have one bids on him or anything it was more of like a theoretical thing of of how I thought it was going to go but I was like well we've had so many of these the prices have got to start coming down Uh -uh." that did not happen at all and I think that will be the same thing with Yuri Perez I know we talk about it again week in week out your answers have mostly been no is this a guy that you're ready to go the the distance with and, and put that that major money on uh, we can talk directly in terms of like where you're at right now with your ball clubs, but also theoretically, if you were in a position where you really needed pitching, everything's the same as uh, you are who you are, Justin. The, the way you like to bid is how you like to bid. But say you're desperate for pitching, you're at like sixty hitting I, points. I'm
1: in pitching. this. I'm in this position. Like okay, know, I thought you were reversed. Okay, like, okay. No. So I'm you are like, in, in this position. My Does main event, re- guy? My main event. I have. 97 standing points but i only mm-hmm. have one point in era and one point in win. okay i thought you were reversed like, that's why i was yeah. setting up
0: this theoretical but no you are in this exact I'm, I'm position literally.
1: and i have money to spend because i haven't been as aggressive uh on other guys at, but you, you, know, you don't have to give away your
0: dollars you know no. you're we're some of your league mates probably listen
1: but you know, is this is this
0: the guy? Is Yuri Perez the guy?
1: I think he is. I mean, I think if if, if I was going to make the argument for a two or three hundred dollar bid, I think this has to be the guy. I mean, uh, Gavin Williams, I think, is the only other major pitching prospect that we're probably going to see at some point, and we just don't know when that's going to be. The I Guardians like tend to too. be, yeah, the Guardians tend to be a little bit more conservative. Than the marlins in terms of bringing up the guys though so they've been more aggressive this year i was gonna say they've uh,
0: called up two already <laughs>
1: yeah, so uh, i don't i mean but because they've called up two does that mean they're willing to wait a little bit longer on calling yeah up the th- third they inspection? might be running out of
0: space too like because yeah. i think they love Quantrill. i i know he and plisak aren't that different they marked please i think they really like Quantrill. he's just done enough he's
1: done so much previously then, is not the kind of guy you really want to be throwing in your bullpen. Like he's just, cause he doesn't, play, doesn't up. play up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that I'm going to be aggressive. I don't know if I will be nearly as aggressive as I need to be. Um, I just can't imagine. I mean, if I go to my like fab bidding for my main event, uh, I'm pretty sure that every single one of these guys has gone for $400. Um, and so like, I, yeah, I mean, last week Bryce Miller went for four twenty-seven. The week before, Tanner Bybee went for four hundred four. So let uh, me ask
0: you this: what kind of what kind of budgets are you seeing then?
1: Um, well, and that's the interesting part because you know, like, there are there are not guys, there are not a lot of people in my league who can afford a four hundred dollar bid right now. So yeah, um, but there are still let's see, there's still seven of us with $600 or more. So there's also two guys in my league who do not have 125 bucks. Um, Including like Mike Masato who's in my league um, only has $88 remaining for the season. It's hard though. I need pitching. I like, you know, like I mentioned. And so like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I should be aggressive. But I also don't think, I'm not going to spend $300. I'm just, I just okay. can't imagine. Uh... I,
0: I don't blame you. You know, we, we've talked about it a lot. But for those that didn't know, I got Bradley just under 200 That's kind of where I'm at. It probably won't get it done for P- Perez. I mean, it certainly won't. But that's probably around where I'll be. And uh, honestly, I don't even know if I'll be there because I'm, I'm the opposite. I am the, the theoretical the other way. I need some hitter to come up and save me. But that guy doesn't exist. And now I'm regretting from a few weeks ago. Even though I I got somebody I like. I can't remember him. So he he can't be that good if I can't remember who it was. But I was in on... um, Oh, I got Alec Thomas back, which I am very happy about. But I did have a conditional on Christopher Morrell. And I'm like, dang, I kind of wish that would have come through. Um, And I had him now because he he opened with a combo meal. But yeah, Perez Mm -hmm. is going to be a huge bid. Be ready. Um, He is... He is the guy. Like He can be amazing. He's also a rookie, though, I'm skipping AAA. He's he he shown,
1: he shown a propensity to give up home runs a little bit. So, uh, you know, while he has, you know, kind of a 70 or 60, 70 grade on his command on our site, like he has had issues with command at, you know, stops in the minor leagues. So, like, this is not a, uh, a, a prospect that couldn't fail. Uh, Nobody's definitely a recipe uh, for. Yeah. I mean, Brandon fought was, you know, widely considered the number one pitching prospect, and I mean, he just got torched. Uh, he, he, you know, he got blasted, and so. it, it's not. Uh, it's
0: not looking great right now. People are starting to cut him. It can always go that way, right? It can go Bryce Miller. It can go Brandon fought, and that's kind of. It the, can go Mason Miller. The gamut there. It can go Mason Miller health wise, which that one obviously, not terribly surprising given what we had seen it's super unfortunate i'm not happy about it or anything but like that's one i mean you know given his trajectory it's it's you know we kind of knew that was probably coming um anyway another return this would be maybe if you want to go bargain not a prospect but james paxton is coming back uh returning from uh, for the first time since 2021 had a little bit of a bumpy uh uh rehab in 21 and two-thirds Uh, Struck out 26, which is nice, but walked 16. So you're talking about a 10% strikeout minus walk. Uh, Home runs were fine with two. Hit rate was fine. It was really just the control. What do you think of a 34-year-old James Paxton? Is he somebody that gets you interested as like a, you know, super cheap pivot off of Uri Perez? Because Paxton's not going to cost much at all, I don't believe. Although he pitches today as well. And if they, you know, if he pitches well... The, b- the bids will go up for sure. We know that. So what do you think of James Paxton?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's somewhat interesting. I think it's more name value than anything else, considering mm-hmm. we haven't really seen much of James Paxton in, in quite a long time. So I don't know. I mean, he's going to be at the Padres next week. Is that a start you'd even really want to roll him out for? I don't know that I would. I mean, so- if he looked
0: okay tonight, I'm not running from it but yeah i'm not dying to throw james paxton at the padres i think that's yeah. that's a fair call out there
1: so yeah i mean it'll probably be at the bottom of all, some of my waterfalls really kind of depends on some of the other options and uh, uh you know i haven't done all my research yet for for next week in terms of guys i'd be willing to stream and things like that and we won't unfortunately have a podcast uh, this weekend because of mother's Day. so uh i don't know i i I'm not super enthused. I, I don't no, know, I have any answers. Wednesday this
0: weekend or next?
1: This weekend. Oh, okay. So All right. yeah. cool. Sorry get, about that. Get, get um, your presents for mom.
0: Right. Um I, I already got my mom hers, so I'm I'm like way ahead of the, ahead um, of you, the curve on Yeah, that yeah. I, I got
1: Danielle stuff. It's uh I got her a uh decanter set. That mm-hmm. is in the shape of a baseball and, and baseball. Oh, that's fantastic. It's so cool. That.
0: That's an absolute winner right there. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Um, quick cycle back to Yuri Perez because when you brought up Paxton, I forgot. I didn't bring up anything about where he's starting. So you might be spending three hundred dollars. You get Washington this upcoming week. Okay, that's fine. By the way, be yep. careful expecting too many K's. They don't strike out. They're good. He can he can mark them, but he might come come weak with the K's. The week after, he sets up for a two-step at the Rockies and at the Angels. That's really rough. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's going to bring the bids down a lot, but, like, do you want to pay 300 bucks to already have a decision in the second week whether or not you even want to use them in a two-step? Because mm-hmm. neither of those are good. I don't want to go to Coors, and I don't want to face the Angels. They're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just keep that in mind with Perez, too, when you're spending that big – those big bucks. I'm not saying you would cut him. I know we talk about the whole if you can't start in a two-step, you cut. I would understand sitting and keeping, but that's just a lot of money to put out when you're already looking to maybe not play the guy. Um, another debut I want to talk about. This guy's already up and crushing four-hit night last night over in your neck of the woods. Casey Schmidt has come up for. Your um, it's coming for your giants, and like I said, it's just tearing the cover off the ball, hitting a cool 667. That's not because he's two for three, he's eight for 12 with a couple homers already hitting the ground running big time. 24 year old uh, prospect of some note, not a big time prospect. I know you wrote him in the the road, a write up today. What's up with Casey Schmidt, and are we interested in him? Can he be somebody who delivers some offense, or are we just seeing a, a flurry right
1: now that might be a little misleading? I had to write him up like uh you know, pretty much two days in a row, tenth um, yeah. and on the twelfth. Uh, because there were only six games last night and like there just was not much to write about. No. Uh, I you know, I mean he's gonna go for some big bids considering he's already got two home runs in six sixty-seven. Uh, I
0: dare him to have a multi-hit game with a homer on the weekend, yeah. and then those bids are off the charts.
1: Yeah, exactly. If he has another home run this weekend, uh, you know you might be seeing two, three hundred dollar bids for him. I don't think he's worth that. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, his calling card is defense. His, his defense is really, really good, uh, which could give him a lot of playing time. The Giants do like to have good infield defense. Um, they have not had good infield defense recently. So, uh, being able to kind of lock up, uh, the hot corner, especially with David Villar just being atrocious, uh, on the, uh, behind the plate and in the field, I think it'd make a lot of sense for them to, uh, keep well, him up. Sch-
0: Schmidt's been playing short.
1: Well, it's cause, big, uh, Brandon Crawford, yeah, Crawford yeah, yeah, yeah. on his way back though. So, oh, okay. Okay. Um,
0: Long term. I think he pop he'll, over
1: to third. Yeah. I think he would Yeah, pop over to third. So, uh, <laughs> There is power in the bat. We've seen it on display already. Problem is he tends to hit the ball on the ground a fair amount, uh, you know. And so unless this kind of launch angle raise that we've seen in this brief stint is here to stay, uh, I, I would I would suspect he's not going to hit for a ton of power moving forward. So, uh, again, he'll be – I'll put in some him honest bids this week, but he's not a guy that, like, I'm going, you know, to the wall for right now.
0: Yeah, Casey Schmidt doesn't look like he has a ton of fantasy juice no matter really how you slice it might be a batting average driven type of guy and that's always difficult because you kind of need you kind of need some good luck there when you're when you're batting average driven he's, he's had shout, crazy bad
1: shout out to uh my uh my boy uh sam at uh, fwfb uh he's been on casey schmidt for a while now and um and so i'm sure he is loving the fruits of this labor yeah. but like even with two home runs his launch angle is only at five degrees. So. I think that's indicative of a guy who's not going to elevate a ton. No, and a couple lefties
0: uh, certainly helped, too, there in his first three games for uh, Casey Schmidt to go ahead and and get some cushy spots there to go off, and he looks great so far. We'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into the two-step pitchers, see what we're looking at this week and where we're starting these guys. Let's start with a guy who's only available in more of the shallower formats because in deeper leagues merrill kelly's definitely rostered but he's going to get a nice little setup here at oakland and at pittsburgh i know pittsburgh uh still in first in that division and everything but things have really come down here in the month of may (laughs) do you want to guess how many runs they're averaging per game in nine games they're one and eight by the way i'll tell you that do you want to guess how many runs they're averaging per game
1: oh god is it like two not even it's not 1.4. even oh good, yeah and they have scored sort of... over
0: two once so pittsburgh is back to being cushy throw it in pnc as well you picking up merrill kelly as a stream in your shallower formats where he's available
1: i mean i think he got it. he's doing exactly what he needs to do to be successful which mm-hmm. is uh get a lot of ground balls he's but he's still getting uh, a strike at an inning which is you know pretty much the best of his career at this point. So he's not walking a ton of guys. He's, but he's also not, not walking anybody. So like there, not there striking is, out a
0: ton of guys. You mean, cause you said he's not walking a ton
1: of guys, but he's not walking anybody. He's not striking out a ton of guys. You mean, yeah yeah no 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 i'm tired uh he, uh he he he's not walking a ton of guys but he is walking a fair amount of guys is what i uh oh okay okay so, say, so walks
0: are up a little bit but so are K's. kelly's mm-hmm. available 24 percent at yahoo so you know you're looking at some 12s probably a good handful of tens i'm i'm picking this up this is a great setup for merrill kelly yeah i I'm, mean i'm
1: all in if you can't use him here, you're never going to use it so.
0: <laughs> literally never yeah so um, okay. Yeah. Pick him up. We're available. Merrill Kelly at Oakland at Pittsburgh. Couple of O's going twice here. Grayson Rodriguez does have more availability than you'd think. Cause I know we don't include kind of the obvious names. So I did check and I was like, okay, no, he's 66% rostered at Yahoo. There's availability there. And Dean Kramer, they get the angels and at Toronto, not an easy setup. Let's start with Grayson. Cause he's the bigger name of the two. Um, are you picking him up in your shallower formats for a spot start here? Angels and then at Toronto.
1: He's giving up almost two home runs per nine and exactly. you're not going to go up. Yeah, no, it's not good. And now you're going to go up against two of the better power hitting teams in baseball. Uh, I think I'll pass.
0: Yeah, I will too. Again, big name. You might think, Oh, Grayson Rodriguez on my waiver wire two star. Let me get him. I don't think so. There's uh, a I'm reason doing he's on this.
1: the waiver wire.
0: Yeah. Deeper leagues. I get it. And if you're running them out, even in a 15, like I understand that that's a different landscape. But your 12s and 10s, you should not be uh, seeking this out. What about Dean Kramer? Deep league only here. We're talking 15s and beyond. Gets the same setup there. Angels in at Toronto. You know, he had some velo spike and even some strikeout spike early on. It proved not to be necessarily uh, a, a new level there. I think the velo has actually held, but the strikeouts have definitely not. What do you think of Dean Kramer in this setup? I can't imagine you love him, though, if you didn't like uh, Grayson Rodriguez, who is Easily a better pitcher, at least on a pure talent basis.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been better about not giving home uh, up home runs recently, but I still don't trust these matchups. And yeah. uh, no, this is a no for me. That's my issue, too, with Dean Kramer. Deep leagues is
0: where you're looking. I wouldn't do it. Jameson Tyon has uh, not been great, uh, particularly since... Returning from injury, is it two or three starts since then? Let me look real quick. It's two starts back. They've totaled five and two thirds. So it hasn't been great yet, kind of refinding his footing after missing just under a month. He goes to Houston and Philly. What about Jamison Tyon in any format? Give, give me the, the gamut there shallow, medium, deep, if you're interested at all.
1: No, no, I just, I mean, I like Jamison Tyon. I'm not dropping him uh, really anywhere. Uh, but I am definitely not using him here. So this is just two tough matchups, and he has not pitched particularly well since returning from the IL. Yeah,
0: that's my biggest issue is, is where he's at right now or isn't at, as it were. And I can't really trust that. So I am also going to pass here with uh, Jameson Tyon. I agree with keeping him in the deeper formats, especially like. Hang on, like let him let him get his footing here. And again, we do have caveats to the two-step rule, and this would be one. I'm not saying you should cut him. I also don't think you should start him, Jameson Tyon. Uh, what? Oh boy, here we go. Lance Lynn, Cleveland and Casey at home, man. Uh, obviously, anybody who's listening to this show for ever, if at all. Knows the this show's fandom for Lance Lynn. It's his birthday today, so be nice. I love when I land on a player's page on uh, B-Ref, and it's their birthday. It's a small little joy, because they have the little happy birthday tag on there. Um, has allowed the most earned runs in the league. Has allowed the most hits in the American League. Also still has 54 strikeouts in 44 innings. Are you sticking with Lance Lynn one more time here?
1: I mean... I if you can't use them at KC or sorry, versus KC and versus Cleveland, uh, both both starts at home, you're never gonna be able to use Lancelin. So this exactly. is kind so, of the do or die. I'm rolling it out. Um, me too. It's I'm uh, going one more, one more. But this is also here. the reason why my ERA and you know a five and my <laughs> yeah, because we're so morons. Like, yeah, like I <laughs> I completely understand. Like there's a question in our Discord, like should I drop him? And like I haven't even had the heart to answer yet um
0: still uh, depends who you're picking up but like I totally get cutting Lance Lynn and not starting this year
1: yeah I mean you know I'm in the same position with a guy like Brady Singer who's been atrocious well yesterday though was on my bench pitching well Uh, understood
0: but like at least you saw something there yeah so. You, you you wanted to that's what you wanted right you you were benching him. Lance Lynn was something. atrocious
1: in the first part of the year last year, and then you know pitched really strong. And so I'm 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 holding on for right now and.
0: In a lot of these outings, it's one bad inning. And again, I'll reiterate because I bring this up a lot. It's like it, that, I don't say that to excuse him, but that tells me that he's like just he's not that far off. Like um, the most recent outing, there it was a four run first. Two outings ago against Tampa Bay, a four-run seventh. The to start before skills that,
1: skills are fine. Is the thing. that's like what I'm, that,
0: That's why I'm like I, I'm having a hard time fully quitting, even though these brutalizations every fifth day are pissing me off from Lance Lynn.
1: I I don't remember if it was in our Discord or in um the uh, pull hitter Discord, uh, which has been a, a very fun Discord. To, uh, Definitely jumped up jump in that one, by the way. Um, but someone mentioned like, uh, is he, or, you know, or kind of question, is he having, is Lancelin having trouble because he's a big guy and not getting as much time in between pitches? Um, so, uh, which, you know, that is not a problem that is going to alleviate at some point. So if we, if we start thinking that's the issue, then. Uh, then maybe he should be dropped. Uh, but right now, I feel like he's getting a little bit unlucky in the home run fly ball rate. Underlying skills are fine for the most part. Uh, I, I'm I'm not ready to cut bait on Lance Lynn. I totally understand those who are, though.
0: Yep. I, I mean, I, I co-sign that. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with this last two steps This is the big litmus test, though. If he fails this and, and then there is somebody available next week, I do start to look. at a a potential cut here. Um, And then even then I could see myself being like, I am going to go ahead and cut, but I wouldn't even be surprised if he becomes viable down the line too, because Mm -hmm. again, he's just not that far off. Like there are the elements there for Lance Lynn, but yeah, I totally get it. A little bit of a fence sit there where we understand if you cut, but we're both going to go ahead and start Brad Keller at San Diego and at the white Sox. Uh, I I can't get on the Brad Keller
1: train. What about you? No, I just the upside is so limited for a guy who could just destroy you. So he has a uh, negative strikeout minus walk
0: rate, negative two percent. Yeah, that's that that sounds about right. Horrendous. That is truly, truly vile. All right, sorry, Brad Keller. Get out of here. Noah Syndergaard, home to Minnesota at St. Louis. I'm saying no. You know, if I'm saying no, then like probably nobody should be saying yes. I feel like I'm his last big believer. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm saying no here.
1: I was saying no before the start of the season. I'm. I know you were. No. So. That, that,
0: that's why I went first there because your no would wa- wouldn't change anything. I'm not saying mine would necessarily change anything, but if people were like, "I'm riding because Spore's still riding with him," we're jumping off. Grab my hand, folks. We're jumping off this this speeding train here that's about to crash. Uh, Eric Lauer at St. Louis at Tampa Bay, I've taken to basically just describing where Lauer's at right now as he's the 2018-2019 version that he was with San Diego, which for context was a 468 Sierra and a 440 ERA, 146 whip. So that has like some deeply extreme viability at times, like a guy that is putting up those numbers means he does have good starts at times, but it's always a risk. Is Eric Lauer somebody you want to take a two-step risk on at St. Louis at Tampa Bay?
1: No, I, I, not not with those matchups. Uh, from a general sense, though, Lauer, like, there really isn't very many skill changes. Like, he's almost virtually the same kind of pitcher as he was last season. Here's uh, the thing the velo
0: dipped back to that 18-19 level and took those marginal skill gains that he had from 21-22 and reverted him. It, 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 it shows how fine his margins were mm-hmm. with the breakout that he had for the two years back down to the guy that he is. It's not that far of a drop. You're right. He's not some you know completely different guy. And he could maybe get back to 2021-22 20, levels, but he's a home run machine right now. And I just think with mm-hmm. that lost velo he is back to the guy that Eric Lauer was back uh, several years ago.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the main issues is like, we talk about this all the time for hitters, right? Like there's these fence scraper guys that either get huge boosts from a live ball or, uh, or huge negatives from a dead ball. We've got a live ball right now. And, uh, and he's a guy who is, he's a fence scraper. And so the balls that weren't going out last year are now going out this year. Uh, And so while the skills remain, you know, pretty decent for him, uh, I don't think the results are going to get that much better, especially as things start to warm up and balls fly out even farther.
0: Yeah, uh, and I, and you can't take this start on, particularly with the Tampa Bay piece. There would be some matchups that I could see a two-step for Eric Lauer. This one just isn't it. Uh, Yankees got a, a double set here with Domingo Herman and Johnny Brito at Toronto and at Cincy. Herman's um, the better of the two. But those are two home run teams in home run places, which makes that very scary. What do you think of Domingo Herman and then Johnny Brito?
1: Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I think Herman is negotiable because he has pitched fairly well. But I mean, the one thing he has also still done is give up home runs. He's got yeah, one his, four homer per night. That's his so. Achilles. Uh, I, I don't know that these are the matchups you really want to go after. Uh, Brito is a guy that I streamed this last week against uh, the okay. A's, and he was doing okay, and then kind of uh, just couldn't finish out the fifth inning. Um, yeah. uh, he's he's getting dropped this week for me, so he, yeah, he'll be uh, the guy I'm picking up or trying to pick up Yuri Perez for.
0: Easy no on Brito. I think deep leagues I'm gonna roll with Herman. I mean it's an 18% strikeout minus walk. Four ERA, 096 whip. I get the home run issue and the two home run venues. That is scary. But I'm going to take the shot here. 12s, it is more like a toss up. 10s, probably not. I think you can do something better there. He is coming off three straight homer free starts, two of which were against Tampa Bay for Domingo Herman. And he survived pretty nicely 10 and two thirds with four runs, three of them earned and and eight strikeouts so i think he's rolling right now i am going to be a little bit more open with domingo herman 15s yes 12s probably yes 10s i doubt it but uh johnny brito's a full no let's go to philly bailey falter at san francisco and home to the cubs is he doing enough to get get you interested bailey falter the left no 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 is he faltering
1: yeah, he has faltered. He's gone back to being the guy that we thought he was. Yeah, eight uh, percent swing and strike. Yeah, and it just gives up way too much con uh, contact. And uh, you know, these aren't like atrocious matchups, but the Cubs are good. Like the Cubs are a good. Cubs are really offense. Yep. So yep. like, uh, I'm I'm not messing around with this one. Don't blame you, not in
0: either. Seth Lugo, it's more of a shallow league play. He's rostered fully in, in 15s. Seth Lugo gets home KC, home Boston. Is, that, is he someone that you're picking up in those shallower formats for a spot start here? Seth Lugo of the Padres.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think this is a bad one necessarily. Kansas City is not a team that I'm I'm super worried about. Boston... Hey, hey let me just give them a little credit right now because they've ruined a few streams
0: recently. They are kind of cooking right now. And, you know, every team rises up and has their moment throughout the season. Tigers have ruined some some streams this year. Royals are playing well. I'm not trying to say that to change your mind. I just don't want Royals fans being like, hey, we're getting no love for what we're doing here with 6.7 runs per game here in May. Just want to give them their little shine.
1: Yeah, no. And, and no they love. beat Lance Lynn. No love, yeah. wow. Yeah. How dare you. A lot of that work was against Lance Lynn. So. Well,
0: I, and I also thought like, I thought coming into the season that they had kind of a somewhat intriguing offense mm-hmm. and they ended up really not doing much in, in April, 3.4 runs per game. So this uprising is not completely out of pocket to me. It does include three games against... Oakland, mind you, but their double digit outputs have come against Chicago and the Orioles. So mm-hmm. just saying I mean the
1: the Royals are kind of in the position where the Pirates were probably last year, right? Where like they're starting to get the pieces together and you could see them being really intriguing as an offense. Uh, maybe next year. You know, maybe they mm-hmm. had one or two more pieces and all of a sudden it's like, Okay, this Royals team's not half bad and they still gotta figure it out in the pitching, but Pittsburgh seemingly has started to figure it out in the pitching front, too. So uh, I I think the Royals are probably like another season or two away from being like really competitive. But in that division, like you and I could be on a team that's competitive. So, uh,
0: Hot hot take here. Royals offense is better than the Pirates offense right now. Not
1: just playing well later really? lately.
0: I, I think it's gonna be better from here forward. Especially
1: without O'Neill Cruz, I think. Yeah. That
0: um, that yeah, obviously that's a big cut. But I, I just think, you know, Pittsburgh kind of coming down from their high. Um, and now this KC team finally getting some guys rolling A couple homers for Massey, long after I cut him, of course. Michael Garcia called up, Prado doing some things, of course, with the guys that we expected to be good in, Witt. Pasquantino Perez and Melendez as well as the top four so we'll we'll see how they go that said I'm picking up Lugo he's only 43 percent at uh, Yahoo so lots of availability definitely scooping him and probably trying to hold him as more of a team streamer in those formats Um, I'm I'm surprised he's that available I guess his whip is running a bit high and he doesn't have a ton of K's so it it makes more sense when I kind of look a little deeper but I'm definitely picking him up for the two-step here Seth Lugo uh, of the Padres, home to KC and Boston. What about Sean Mania? He gets home against Philly and Miami. He is, I mean, peak Atricious. streamer, in that you have no idea what you're getting. I streamed him
1: this week in one league, and I thoroughly regret doing that. Yeah, it did um, not
0: go well. Washington, not just... is one thing to not get the Ks against Washington. He didn't
1: get the success either. He got absolutely murked, and that's and the thing decent against left-handed pitching so yeah. like it, it was probably a mistake to stream him just in general uh, minaya's downturns
0: have been bad
1: yeah um i do not want him okay in, i don't either and i match up yeah I, I couldn't even I couldn't within it. my being miami like he should probably be on most waiver wires uh even in 15 team league so I mean, I, this I is like nl only yep another
0: big name who has fallen on hard times is jack Flaherty. Um, that His control is just not there. The dominance isn't there. Uh, five walks again this, this last outing after, you know, he had the two big walk games early on, seven and six, tamped it down for a while with between one and three, although no zeros, by the way, which is pretty rough. And then this five here, Milwaukee and, and the Dodgers, I think it's a pretty easy no, but curious where you're at on Jack Flaherty. Yeah, that's
1: a no. Just, yeah, I mean, I I honestly I don't think I have an issue with people cutting him at this point. So not at all, he can be your, your, your guy you cut for Yuri
0: Perez. Yeah, Yanni Chirinos has been getting an opener, uh, which is nice because we're always we're always harkening back to that Yarbrough season, that special Yarbro season when uh, he got like sixteen wins with the opener. Uh, we would love to see one of their best guys get it and just see what they could do. Torino's isn't too bad as far as just kind of pure, pure talent. However, his skills so far this year have been pretty, pretty wonky. He's also rocking a negative strikeout-to-walk ratio, which I don't really get. I, I'm, I'm torn though because again the results have been there: 2.22 ERA, 099 WHIP, with a negative 1.1% strikeout-minus-walk. Yanni Torino's gets. At the Mets, home to Milwaukee, could have an opener as well. I'm kind of intrigued by this, despite the horrendous strikeout to walk ratio. Am I
1: nuts for kind of liking Yanni Chirinos in deep leagues? I mean, I guess you're not nuts, but like, I just don't see where the upside comes, right? Like, he he's he's three strikeouts per nine right now, um, which is absolutely. I mean, usually, like, I don't even want to start someone who's got like a six strikeout per nine i agree no i'm, like, I'm with you and, there and while this isn't like the worst of like two steps it's not a great two-step either like milwaukee hits righties fairly well uh the mets have a lot of pop in that lineup like i mets can see get you like, yeah and i just don't think that the the limited upside is worth the extreme downside.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fair because like even a return to where Chirinos has been is a 20% K rate, which in in per nines is like low to mid sevens, maybe upper sevens, but still not, not special. So, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I'm talking super deep I can get in on it. I'm not beyond 15s, so that's a really niche market there. I do have them in the main, and I, I've been kind of – Parking him a little bit, just hoping that the skills would turn. But even his last outing, where he went five innings, two runs, and then, you know, when I was kind of looking at the box score, I saw four and one at the end, and I thought it was four strikeouts, one walk. It was one strikeout, four walks. I'm just like, dude, come on. And the game before that was five and a third, three runs, four walks, zero strikeouts. It's just, it's going to come back to get Chirinos if he doesn't turn quickly here. And so, yeah, I think even with this two step even if he gets an opener in both I can't do it so yeah you've sold me to to tamp down my excitement there on uh on Yanni Trinos what about Dane Dunning gets a two-step at home Atlanta and Colorado so one tough one easy uh, um you know should be easy at home Dane Dunning filling in in the rotation I've been a fan for a while I'm in on this what say you? you you're going for Dane Dunning here
1: that Atlanta, that Atlanta start is really, really scary to me. You I totally love agree. Colorado, you know, you get in the Rockies on, you know, not in Colorado. Uh, yeah, Rockies on our, the road for them. Yeah, Rocky Road, as our friend Nick Pollock uh, would that's call right. it. Like, that is about as good of a start as you can ask for, especially when you pitch in Texas, and that's a great, play, a great place to pitch. But, man, that Braves lineup is just so st- Gary and uh, as much as I've always been a Dunning kind of guy, uh, he he doesn't strike anybody out like he. I mean, he strikes more guys out than Yanni Torino. So like putting him <laughs> so at wild. right after that, like you go, oh look, the strikeout rate is still <laughs> you know it, it's sixteen percent at least, but like sixteen percent is nothing. Like uh, I don't know that I want to risk the Atlanta start, and so I I understand why people are going to risk the Colorado start, and if you can just you're playing in a daily moves league where you can just pick him up for the Colorado start. I definitely do that. Would do that. Yeah. But I, that Atlanta offense is so good. I'm not, I'm not messing with it.
0: I don't not blame you. With,
1: not a guy with, who's got such limited strikeout upside. I,
0: I definitely don't blame you. I, I get that inclination. I think my only thing is, too, is that the landscape is such that it's not easy to find guys. And I am talking deep league here with Dane Dunning. So, I mean, I think that's why I'm going for it. At least in the waterfall, right? If I if I'm not getting the Yuri Perez, Perez of the world, and I need somebody down at the list, at the bottom of the list, that's where Dunning comes in, or at least in the middle of the list. So I, I am in for for 15s, but I'm not going to go specking in anywhere else because, like you said, it is a very difficult first matchup, and he might need an absolute gem against Colorado just to soften the blow of an Atlanta flop. But he's been pitching well, and so. I I grant the risk. I'm taking it with Dane Dunning. All right, this is more of a start one as opposed to a pickup because, I mean, he's probably getting cut in some shallow formats, but it's not wide availability for Alec Manoa. So, again, this is more of telling people whether or not you would go for the start for Alec Manoa. Yeah, he's only 6% available at Yahoo. Um, He gets the Yankees and Orioles at home.
1: Whew. Man, this one has first, been I, bad. Yeah, because, I mean, I was a big Manoa guy coming into the season, and I really felt um, that projection systems were not giving him enough credit for doing what he does. Uh, I mean, I'm not cutting him just because I, I'm stubborn, and uh, like I, I'm mostly well, playing like, What, of, like a
0: fifth rounder, too?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, you spent a good, a good price on him. Uh, and I think I'm – I think I'm probably rolling him in 15s, but like in 10s, like I don't know how you start him this week. Uh, Are you cutting him in like a 10? No, I don't. I don't think so
0: either with Manoa. I'm just wondering. It's it's got to be on the table. I understand people wanting to do it, but I'm I'm not willing to do it. I'm not either. I mean, it's bad. I I can't give you anything from the profile that's really going to gonna warm you up on on Manoa I think you gotta trust the track record of the first two years more than 41 innings worth and while it has been bad in the composite it hasn't all been bad there have been great starts mixed in here um only a couple literally only two I I would say um and then a couple decent five inning two earned ones although one of those had three unearned runs in them and then the other had four walks so even those had blemishes um and then the other four starts are just awful so yeah alec manoa i'm i'm gonna keep him but i don't know if i'm gonna start him anywhere maybe 15s i agree with you kind of in the lance lynn thing where i'm like okay i'm gonna trust the track record but at least lance lynn's even showing something like with his strikeout yeah
1: the skills are not good with manoa another guy that you wonder if the lack of time in between pitches because just a big guy is also having an effect a, yeah. on him because I mean he's having these you know you'll start off a game good and then get shelled in the third inning it's like oh is he just tiring out really really early because he doesn't have time to rest like uh it's just a miss for me like you know I mean I'll eat the crow when I'm wrong like I, I've been wrong on Manoa, and unlike Lance Lynn like I don't I don't necessarily feel really good that he's going to turn around.
0: I don't see the path out. Yeah. Not, not as readily as, as Lynn. Lynn is like fixing the one bad inning issue, which maybe it is a stamina thing that you're saying where he kind of needs to pace himself, figure out how to work within the clock and avoid that one blow up inning that Mm -hmm. he's been having most games. Manoa is just a complete mess. Uh, Patrick Corbin and Josiah Gray both have two steps, but they have different series because, um, Corbin gets a wraparound Monday against the Mets, and then Detroit, and then Josiah Gray gets at Miami and home to Detroit. So let's focus on Corbin first, and believe it or not, I think there is some viability here, and that's why I did want to actually talk about your boy Corbin, and I say your boy because you liked him years ago, not necessarily this year, but Mets, Detroit, both at home, Corbin pitching kind of well. Are we actually picking this up in deep leagues right now?
1: Oh, gone. So if you cut off the first three starts of the year where he got hit around a little bit, um he's got a 356 ERA and like a 109 whip, I believe it is. So uh, double check, yeah, 109 whip. Oof. You're not getting a ton of strikeouts because he is allowing a ton of contact. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh he's doing a really, really good job of not walking guys only three walks in his last five outings. Uh He's not giving up a ton of home runs. Only you know uh, four home runs in these last five outings, which isn't great, but it's way better than Patrick Corbin has been the last few years. Exactly. I think. I mean, this is like a 15 team stream. Uh, yeah,
0: I, d- that's definitely where I'm at with it. I don't even think that you're messing with it in 12s and below. This is 15s only for Patrick Corbin.
1: But like I- this, this feels like it is. One of those like traps, like like it's just like, oh look, Patrick Corbin is back, but he's not really back because he's not back to what he was prior to just completely falling apart. Which is a guy that could get a ton of swings and misses outside of the zone. He's yeah. not yeah. getting that. He's allowing his defense to kind he's, of pick him up. He's just chucking and it's it. It's not a great defense behind him either. So like, I just I feel like he'll be in some waterfalls for me because it is a decent two-step with the Tigers like second most strikeouts in baseball versus left-handed pitching. But Um, where,
0: where's their, where's their woba against lefties? Is it not pretty solid? It's,
1: it's, it's decent. Um, like their, their OPS is their 19th in baseball.
0: Okay. Um,
1: their Woba. Oh, it, it, pardon
0: me. It's a recent thing. They're fourth in Woba last thirty days, and that's what I do on the SP charts last thirty days. So I knew they were up, but that cuts off some of the early. So yeah. if they're nineteenth ni- for this they're
1: nineteenth in in Woba against lefties. So, so if they're
0: nineteenth for the season, it seems like the Tigers had a bad like first week against lefties, and since then have been cooking. I'm not saying that's the reason, too. Like, I- I'm still attacking the Tigers with streams. I think I can go for court. He's going to be in the waterfall. Like you said, he's not gonna be at the top of any list. No, you know, obviously you got Eerie Perez. He's probably one of
1: the last choices. Exactly. Exactly. I think you start having, yeah, this is like, like how deep of a waterfall do you want to do? Right? Like, are you okay with Johnny Brito rolling out another week? Um, or do you want to pick up Patrick Corbett is I think the question. So like, um, I don't know. I, I think I'd prefer him over Johnny Brito because the, the, the stuff that Brito yeah, has. So. Yeah,
0: I, I absolutely would. I would prefer him over Chirinos. Um, over Falter. We didn't recommend Falter at all. Dunning or Corbin?
1: Corbin. Higher strikeout rate, weirdly enough. And you don't get to go up against the Braves, who I do not want to mess with. Damn,
0: I'm going to lean Dunning, but your your case is compelling. Uh, Corbin or Kramer? Corbin over Kramer? Corbin. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean sure. i I think he he's definitely in play, but I think this is also one of those situations where, like, if the, you could find a guy with one really good start, like if I could just do like Dunning for the colorado game it would be dunning and you know and it's not that particularly close so i'll be more like seeking out good one start you know streamers over a guy like patrick corbin but patrick corbin will be on my list of bids as a backup
0: let me give you a little extra flavor on on maybe wanting to get corbin at KC the following week. And again, I know I talked oh. about how they're actually playing well of late too, but it's not enough to make you run from them with guys that you think are viable. And again, want to reiterate, Corbin, 15 team only here. We're not expanding beyond that. This is strictly deep leagues. Um, but it do- the one thing I will start.
1: I will say uh, Kansas City is top 10 in WOBA and slow, uh, WOBA and, um, OPS versus West handed Pitching this year. And
0: in the last 30 days, lowest strikeout rate. So just yeah. saying. But it is at KC. I just want to point that, you know, it's a good venue. Could be a decent matchup. But they are they are hitting better of late. Credit where it's due. Uh, so, yeah, we're kind of in on Corbin. He's going to be in the list. He's not going to be a high, high target. Josiah Gray still has availability in shallow formats. Not available in deep leagues really at all. He gets my at Miami and then home to Detroit. So an even better setup. He's one of your guys, so I know you're going to be yeah. confident in him. Are you picking him up in 10s and 12s to go for this? And then the question beyond that cuz I feel like you're probably going to say yes. Are you holding as a team streamer in those formats?
1: Yeah? Yeah, I mean, he's I think he should be rostered in every league. I don't I don't care. It's if, only 45% you know, at
0: Yahoo. Widely yeah. available Josiah Gray is
1: I, th- I think he should be your roster I mean you've got a lot of other guys who are You know not pitching well uh, I mean as much as I said I'm not dropping Lance Lynn I would much rather have Josiah Gray than Lance Lynn Right now so uh, Yeah I th- I, th- I think that People are just a little bit slow on the trigger And they're they're making a mistake here Josiah Gray has pitched really really well um, And he's done a great job Of keeping the ball in the yard Continues to do so Um yeah, I, I love I love Josiah Gray right now.
0: Yeah, worked around a little four walk uh, action last time out, but still not giving up the homers, and that's his biggest issue. As long as he's keeping the ball in the yard, I think you got to be happy with what Josiah Gray is doing. And this I agree. My with you. number
1: one guy on this list today, like, is Josiah Gray. Like, if if I had to rank all these, uh, Josiah Gray he is the number one guy that we talked about today. I think I agree. I think I agree. Yeah. And I I do think Shallow Leagues are slow
0: to move. He should not be forty-five percent rostered at Yahoo. It should at least be like 80 percent. Because what what isn't he doing right right mm-hmm. now? Like the K's are down a little bit in exchange probably for some of the home run suppression. I will take that. 40 K's and 45 and two thirds, but at 296 ERA. It's a 134 whip because the, the walks are still there at times. But again, I think it's worth it. And he's even gotten three wins on a on a difficult Washington team. So you're getting the best you could have possibly asked for from Josiah Gray. I think you got to have him. So, all right. That's going to wrap it up there. Two steps for the weekend. No Sunday pod with Mother's Day. Uh, enjoy celebrating with your mothers or, or wives, the mothers of your children, for those of you where that's applicable. And you and I will be back on Monday. Can't wait. Take it
1: easy.